This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. It's time again for the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome to all of you. I'm Audrey Strong, Director of Communications for Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. You know, Audrey, I've, I've attended quite a bit of uh, leadership training sessions and, and camps and workshops and things of that nature. And one of the things that always amazes me is that the fellow CEOs and business leaders that are there, uh, it never ceases to amaze me that there's always a, a good percentage of them aware of who suck at goal setting. So I'm so glad we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, we're going to talk goal setting with internet pioneer Will Pemble. Hi, Will. How are you? Hey guys. I'm well. How are you guys? Good. We're so, you are so much fun and so interesting and have such a dynamic career in life. Everybody, you're going to, you are in for a treat. I, I really mean that. Uh, got to have dinner with Will in January and that was so much fun. And we talked about backyard roller coasters. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Will Pemble, everyone, built and sold web.com, one of the largest web hosts on earth. He's a serial entrepreneur, which is a very nice thing to be, and has been building and growing businesses of all shapes and sizes for more than, uh, what, 25 years? I'd, ra- um, I'd rather not say. Still 29. Yeah. <laughs> He's also the author of Goal Boss, a book. It's Goal Boss, the art and science of getting stuff done, and is the CEO of Goal Boss, an actual company. The latest offerings, what you're doing right now, the Goal Boss Breakthrough. It's a one-day pro workshop for younger people, right? Newer people to the workforce. Yeah. We, got our, we, we cut our teeth in the executive leadership coaching C-suite uh, consulting area, and we've kind of taken all of that and moved it all the way to the other end of the graph, and now we're starting to work with people who are just entering the work force and uh, learning a how to just have a career and and make their lives come true and b how to manage all these incredibly old people who do things weirdly uh, so we want to we want to help with that we want to help the uh, the gen z's and the millennials manage the uh, the adults and, and one of the things that, that we've had you speak at and you've also been a speaker at our leadership and talent development summit in san diego i believe we're going to have you back again for 2019 and hopefully thereafter uh, you know, is helping the managers then set better goals so that they can manage all of their people because that seems to be an area of weakness for far too many managers out there. Yeah, we found um, we found in our both both uh, we found in our research that people tend to set goals. Here's what fails when you want to set goals and when you especially want to get your team okay. setting goals and working. Here's what fails. What fails is if I set your goals for you. That just straight doesn't work, especially with millennials and Gen Z, because mm-hmm. we have raised them as the parents of those people. We have raised them to think for themselves and push back and question just everything. So the idea of a manager saying, these are your goals for the next couple of days, it's, it just doesn't work. It didn't work really well with folks from my generation, and mm-hmm. it does not work at all with the Gen Zs and the millennials. Um, so how do we... Well, actually, let me ask you this, Lee. How do we get the people in our organization, our teammates, our A players, how do we get them to set their own goals and hold themselves accountable? 
you know, I think it's a little bit easier with the A players because they are so self-motivated and self-managers uh, and also hopefully a little bit more self-aware that they're, they're more likely to be able to do that on their own. And in some cases, like I, for example, I've got an A player in my company that uh, I set a goal for her and she said, that's not high enough. You know, I, I need it to be more challenging. It's like, I, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, you do that. How can I help you get there? And awesome. that's how she is. It's like, we're, and then the people on the other end of the spectrum where managers tend to spend way too much time, you know, it's like we set the goals for, for the low performers and the performance plans and everything like that. And that never seems to work out. It's like, and for me, I just, to answer your question, I believe that it's in the middle. It's that middle 60% of that, of, of a whether it be a sales team or any team, basically, you know, if we can just make them incrementally a little bit better, whatever, it, it just makes, it makes the whole organization run much better. And I think that's where I prefer that people, managers spend their time. Mm -hmm. Dig it. Cool. We worked with, um, we've worked with all kinds of organizations, every, everything from just like uh, one of my, one of my favorite and uh, one of my favorite and smallest, if you will, from a revenue perspective, one of my favorite and smallest clients was a guy who built a little health business, just like you've, you've seen a lot of them, little online health businesses and supplements, and you would offer information and all that and this guy. And then at the, and then at the other end of the spectrum is, is, you know, a half a billion dollar managed services company. And so we've worked with all kinds of companies across the spectrum in terms of what products they offer, what size of business they are. The thing that is consistent for us and, the, and where we see success on a regular basis is when we find ways to build teams somewhere between like five and eight people or even three and eight people, we build teams who meet on a regular basis and have a very structured, very focused conversation on a couple of things. And, and Lee and I, we were, Lee, we were talking about this a little before we started to roll was, uh, was do we use key metrics? Do we use OKRs? Do we use KPIs? None of that stuff matters really in terms of what you call it or how you do it. Something measurable, mm -hmm. a goal set against something measurable and accountability to the team. So these are the things that I'm measuring. These are the targets. These are the actuals. We call them key metrics. You can call them whatever you want. Right. Um, these are the goals I set last month and here's how I did. And if I got the goal, great. And if I didn't get the goal, is it still a goal? And then we move on. And these are the things that I'm going to do next month. These are my goals for next month. Everybody is responsible for setting their own goals. And the reason we do it at group level as a team is if I set a goal that's maybe not high enough or maybe too high, if I set a goal that's either a sandbag goal <laughs> or an unrealistic goal, the team will instantly push back because we have set ground rules that allow for and require that conversation. So I set my goals at group level and the group approves those or challenges me, but they're my goals. I thought them up. Nobody told me what to do to benefit the organization so that when I come back next month, I thought this stuff up. I made these commitments. I promised things to the group and the group didn't put anything on me at all. The only thing the group is going to impose on me is the values of the organization and a sense of accountability. So I promised I would bring you some stuff and when I come back, I better bring it and we like to see four out of five times. We like to see teams achieve 80% of the goals. Why do you suppose 80% is a good number of goal achievement, which of course means 20% failure? I think you can, I, go ahead, daughter. It accounts for 
changes in workflow and what, what we used to call pop-ups, you know, and having to triage certain tasks and mm -hmm. things that are somewhat beyond your control. But the approach that you use, I love because it leaves absolutely zero room for excuses. Yeah, I, and, and Will, I, I would probably take a stab at that and pretty much say it's like I think you can pretty much equate that then to the makeup of, of your team is, is that you're going to have of the people in the middle and the high performers, that's typically going to make up 80% and the laggards, you know, the, the slackers or whatever are going to make up the 10 to 15, maybe 20%. And that, that's, that's not going yeah. to help. Well, even at the individual level, if I set five goals this month, I'm going to expect and my team is going to expect me to achieve four out of those five goals. And they're going to expect me to maybe come close, but not hit the fifth goal. So how come I, as an individual, if I've got five goals and I'm a member of a high performing team, why is it that I'm going to fail one out of five times? Why am I only going to achieve four out of five of my goals? Because you've set your goals high enough that they challenge you and that you're not just, you're not just setting these candy ass goals or whatever that, that anybody can hit hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. So I'm not sandbagging. And I'm also not setting goals that are unrealistic. I'm not saying things in the meeting just so that we have a good meeting. And that has happened. I've been kicked out of so many meetings for like calling this out. I'm like, <laughs> guys, you are just saying stuff that sounds good in a meeting. And either we don't know what the hell we're talking about or we don't care because the things you're saying don't fit reality. So if I fail one out of five times, that means I'm pushing hard enough. I'm not quite sure I can get there. I know I'm going to have to work. So I'm going to go to bed tired every day this month if I'm gonna hit my goals for the team. And that's, that's what high-performing teams do, but it's very hard to do it alone. It's very hard for me to set really big goals on my own because if, if I'm in my own head, I, I believe everything I say, right? So I can talk myself out of anything. I need to know that I'm gonna be back with you guys this time next month and I'm gonna to have to account for myself. We have, you look for a certain type of person, though, that's self-driving on all of this, right? If, you, if it's a kind of person that expects to be dictated to or has never worked in this model, how do you coach them up and get them we, thinking like this? Yeah, well, we had a uh, – the Gold Boss Leadership System got built at web.com because we didn't have the money of a GoDaddy. We didn't have the you – know, you know, I'm like – smart, but not particularly educated, right? And so kind of what we had going in was sort of talent and hard work. And, and then we built the leadership system that we call Goal Boss today, uh, you know, key metrics, goal setting, team problem solving. The reason that we built that, and once, once we got that in place at web.com, and there was the executive team, and there were all sorts of teams, and everybody had goals, and everybody knew how everybody else was doing. Um, you know, we had, we had like KPI boards in the, in the, public spaces, right? And so if I saw you with the water cooler, Audrey, I'd, I'd see like you had a service level and I had one and you got a 4.7 this month and I was at a 4.3 and it's like, hey, good to see you, Audrey. Bye-bye. And then on my way back to my desk, I was like, I will be damned if I'm going to get yes. to the water cooler and see her again. And she's a 4.7 and I'm 4.3. So I'm going to work harder. What happened, what evolved through that is when we would hire somebody, uh, Kathy Trahey, my amazing COO, I miss her every day. Um, Kathy and I, Kathy would be the second to last person to talk to somebody before we would hire them. And she would say, okay, great. And she'd do all of what she did. And then she'd say, all right, you got to meet Will because he's the CEO. And then I would have the meeting. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm sure you're great. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the room. I want to I ask you one question and I want to tell you one thing. And then, and then like you've already got the job. So, you know, you can't screw this up from here. You're good. And uh, I would say, my, my one question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and the reason I wanted to know that is, 
for anybody who ever works for me, I'm a rounding error, right? I'm, I'm a blip on the radar for, of their life. And so what I want to know is what they really want to be when you grow up. Where are you going? Are you here for a year, two years, five years? Is this the whole thing? Do you want my job? Do you want to go be a, a chef? We would make it our business to know what people wanted to be when they grew up so that we could help them manage their lives um, and get where they wanted to go and make sure that we were part of their bigger solution. Uh, because it's arrogant to think that somebody's just going to devote their life to your company. Um, that was the thing that we would ask. And so we would want to know that. And then the thing that I would tell them, I was like, okay, so here's the thing about web.com. This is a great place to work if you do great work. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to be held accountable, you are going to love it here. If you'd like to work your ass off, you are going to love it here. If you like to feel like the dumbest guy in the room, even though you're really smart, you're going to love it here. <laughs> On the other hand, if you like to kind of fly below the radar and roll in 10, 15 minutes late and kind of do enough to just not get fired, you're going to hate this job. And I promise you, everyone here is not going to like you. And mm -hmm. I won't even have to fire you because you'll hate it here so much, you'll just quit. Because this is a high-performing team. Mm -hmm. and We all work incredibly hard and we love what we do. Everybody here would do it for free, but we get paid well to do it. So knowing those things, welcome to the company. And that would be the and now's your chance to leave. Yeah, did anybody like, ever yeah. look at you and say, I'm not, I can't, no. I'm out of here. I've never, nobody ever got that far. Nobody, oh, but, but here's the shame. Wow. So we like, we got this system kind of baked in about two years before I sold that company. In those two years, I fired one person. We had to fire one employee in two years after we got this leadership system. Now we had a lot of people come and go, um, but they would self-select. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of Goal Boss from my perspective is it takes a whole lot of the agony out of making these captain obvious decisions. We always know when somebody should leave the organization and we, and we torture ourselves and them and our team for months and months. Goal Boss doesn't let that happen. It's just like, I'm, you're not coming through. You, everybody gets like everybody gets a performance review every 30 days at at a goal boss meeting, and it's just impossible to pretend somebody is performing well when they're not. It's impossible, and so, so they just leave. So let's talk about uh, some, some ways that managers can, can actually then implement some of these ideas then to set better goals for yourself. And one of the ways in which I, I, I see that you do that is through a one-page plan. Walk me through that and, and some of the managers on board here because I think there's some, some, some really good insight here I think that can really help them. Okay. So, so we built this thing and we built this thing called the one page plan. And of course there's, there's the awesome and clever acronym that goes along with it, um, which we find hilarious. But um, <laughs> so, so the one page plan is built up of very basic things. And and it's kind of, it kind of comes from, it's, it's happening, right? You're getting it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's happening with all, the audience right now. I know. It's oh, because I'm a childly, I'm an <laughs> infant, and I, I can't help myself. Um, so the one-page plan, it, it comes from the, the problem that I always had with those, like, those big two-inch thick, $50,000, business plans that the big fancy consulting firms would create for you. You know, those things that you would like, you'd pay $100,000 for these things and then you just, you'd literally never read it, right? It, yeah. They could have handed you a ream of paper and 
and it would have been fine. It would have the same effect. So the one page plan is as far from that as we can get. And it's built up of a couple of things, very basic. Um, what are the vision, mission, and values of the organization? Those are the top three lines on a one page plan. You know, who are we, why are we here, and what do we care about? What's meaningful to us? Vision, mission, values. And then one page plan is a one year plan, generally speaking. What are the big five goals for the organization for the year? What are we gonna get done no matter what else? What are we gonna get done this year? There's five things. Hey, I think we could have three things. How about seven? No, five. five. Just go ahead and trust me on this one, right? One page finger, just, yeah. That's right. a good number. Yeah. There might be more than five things we're going to get, but these are the biggest. If I can't do anything else, what are the big five goals? And then for each of the big five goals, what are the big five strategies, the kind of the overarching strategies that we're going to use to achieve these goals? And so if, so let, so let me give you an example. Let me, let me uh, tee one up here. What's one of your, Lee, what's one of the big five goals for sales fuel this year? I'm sure you've got one. My goodness. Uh, is to increase our sales revenue by 15%. Okay, increase sales revenue by 15%. That's fantastic. It's a smart goal, right? It's specific. We're going to increase sales revenue by it's 15%. Got a deadline to it? Yeah. By December Hold 31st, 2018. We got so, so way to go. You're well on your way. That's a great big five goal. What is the big strategy that you're going to use to achieve this goal. It's kind of the overarching strategy. There's got to be some things you've thought about, talked about, committed to. What mm -hmm. are they? And for us, it's, it's building in a, uh, a formalized sales pipeline system with lead nurturing because we, we are fantastic with our thought leadership as far as uh, getting leads into the organization and everything like that. But then we, just, we would just dump them on the sales team. It's like, and that doesn't make any sense. Okay. So let, let's put them through a process then uh, you know, with lead scoring and everything like that to make sure that they are the most qualified folks then you know, land on our salespeople's desk or whatever. And then they are expected to... Uh, to close a higher percentage of, of those particular folks because we've determined that they are the most interested, the most likely to be, benefit you know, from, from our help and also the most likely to pay for it. So that's, that's the big strategy that we put into place this year. And it's worked fantastically, by the way. Okay, awesome. Okay, so now tell me the big strategy in seven words or less. That's <laughs> impossible. Just on account, I'm not that this smart. This is Lee we're talking about. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Seven words or less. Big strategy. Manage our leads smartly. <laughs> Manage leads smartly. Okay. So that's a good title for the. That's a good title for the strategy. So the big goal is increase sales revenue by. Was it fifteen percent? Fifteen percent. Yeah. Okay. Increase sales revenue by fifteen percent, and we're going to do that. The big strategy is going to. We're going to manage leads smartly. Now. Let's say that everybody in the organization has the one-page plan on their desk, right? An actual paper copy or it's pinned to the wall in their cube or it's on the wall in the office, something like that. Everybody has access to and sees, at least out of the corner of their eye, the one-page plan. And the first column there is the increased sales revenue big goal. Every day, as soon as I start to do something on my desk, if I go to pick something up or write something or pick up the phone or write an email, I can just glance out of the corner of my eye and ask myself, is the thing that I'm doing right now gonna move us closer to the big five goal? If yes, is the thing that I'm doing right now aligned with the organization's strategy for achieving this goal? Mm -hmm. And so, so what the one page plan does is 
it activates the reticular activating system in the brain, which is the goal-seeking thing, right? If you focus on something, you're going to go get it, right? You want to lose weight, step on the freaking scale every day, and you will. It's you just got to measure it, and you got to know what success, yeah. success looks like. So you have to define, okay, I know I'm successful in reaching this goal when blank. Absolutely. So it focuses, so you know the big, you know the goals of your organization, um, and you're a goal-oriented business, and, and, and so you're probably much more likely to be working in an organization where everybody knows the goals. But I'll tell you what, if you do, you're in the top 1% of businesses, because most organizations, most leaders don't take the trouble to tell the rest of the gang what the effing goals are. This well, Andre, you, you can tell you tell Will about our annual meeting, our mid-year meeting, because that's, that's all we do. It's a year that that's all we do. But I think you're giving yeah. our audience a lot of food for thought on this, especially if they're working within an organization that has a culture that doesn't do any of this stuff. Yeah, just a free for all. Like, well, what'd you do today? What'd yeah, do? I mean, it's again, we we're in this business. We, you know, the three of us, we're in this business. This is our job. This is this is bread and butter. We talk about this all day, every day, and so we use it a lot more than the average bear. Um, the the thing of it is, is that organizations. Let's say we have an organization who builds skateboard wheels. Okay, and. and and that's not the only skateboard wheel on my desk. Um, so let's say we're in the skateboard wheel business. We're not thinking about goal setting and strategies and systems to achieve that and all that every day. We're thinking about skateboard wheels. So the one page plan for the skateboard wheel company allows everyone in the company while they're thinking about skateboard wheels and parks and all of the awesomeness of, of that product, plastics, um, it allows them to keep the goal in mind. It keeps the organization focused. And all I have to do is just a quick sanity check. Is the thing that I'm doing right now going to help us sell more skateboard wheels? Is the thing that I'm doing right now going to help us get to our 15% increase? And if yes, I'm going to do the hell out of that. And if no, I'm going to stop and think up something that does. Hey, can you do me a thing? I need you to do something. Somebody bursts into the office and mm -hmm. has an emergency. Can you do this? Yeah, one second. Let me check on that. I'll go back and I look at the one page plan. It's like, you know, Phil, I'd love to do that thing, but here's the deal. I don't see, and you can help me understand it if I don't understand it. I don't see how it's going to help us get to our goals. The thing I love about that, if I got somebody coming into my office bitching about another coworker or something like that, I can simply just point to that and say, okay, is that going to help us? Is this meeting we're having right now going to help us increase sales by 15%? Is this going to help us spend you know, less money than we spent last year? Is this going to help us uh, increase our customer uh, delight rate by you know, up, up to 98%? Is it, if, cause if that's not happening, I don't know what we're doing here. You're just burning yeah. calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and that's the thing of it, right? And so, so like Netflix has this awesome, you know, their, their entire employee manual, and it's rumored to be just like three words, use good judgment. Um, okay, that's cool. Uh, it assumes that everyone has good judgment. Yeah. What we need is we need we need, <laughs> and, and generally speaking, people do right. Um, I, whenever I ask myself what an adult would do, I always know, which means I must be one. Um, and then I and then I have to decide whether to be an adult. But one page plan. If I could, if I could, like wish anything for every organization in the world, I would wish that every organization in the world had a one page plan on every desk of every employee that they've got. And that they would just look at it and ask one question, is the thing I'm doing now going to move us towards our goals? 
And just that one thing, you know, there's your 15% increase in sales yeah. right there. And what, so we can grant that wish by putting the link then to a, so a sample one page plan from your website into the show notes of this episode, right, yep. Audrey? And everybody go to goalboss.com um, and then pick up the book as well, um, Goalboss, The Art and Science of Getting Stuff Done. Will, we could go on all day with this. I think you're really going to help some people really take a hard look at how they've got their you know, workflow organized. But we didn't talk about the one topic we said we were going to talk about, yeah. which is backyard Roller coasters. <laughs> yes, he's got a backyard roller coaster. Can 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 I send people to the Coaster Dad project as well? Yeah, well, yeah. You can go to coasterboss.coasterdad.com. You can, you can, you can <laughs> yeah. just Google backyard roller coaster. I pretty much own that space. Yeah, he, he built built a roller coaster in his backyard for kids, and I saw it over dinner, and we were all almost falling out of our chairs watching this amazing thing you built. But it's a, it's yeah. a, to teach kids uh, STEM, physics, and yeah. fun and. Uh, you know, build, yeah. building something. Different. Yeah, Netflix came and did a show about it. It's 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 kind of all over the place. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a wonderful adventure, and and it and it was all possible because we really learned how to get stuff done in business. That's how you, that's how you build one of those. I want to see the one page plan for building that backyard roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know. I think my wife wants that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And uh, hey, everybody, we appreciate you telling a colleague and a friend about this podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps us a lot. And as always, all the episodes are available at managesmarter.com. We're also on the C-Suite network as well. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.